0: Dawn and Steve welcome Malcolm Heading to share with us an update on all that's happening in Israel and what the Bible has to say about it. Got a question? Call or text anytime 800-555-7898.
1: I have been looking forward to this conversation with Malcolm Heading. Every time we get together with Malcolm, it's always a great conversation about the truth of the word of God or about the nation of Israel. And we're going to spend a little time talking about what is going on in Israel right now. Malcolm, it wasn't that many weeks ago, really, that we woke up and we heard about Israel being attacked, and then they responded back into Gaza, and that has dominated news headlines for weeks. Seems like it has been falling off uh, some of our headlines a little bit recently. So I wanted to just kind of check in with you, get an update. I know you have family serving in the Israeli Defense Forces. So what is the latest in uh, Israel this morning, Malcolm?
0: Well, thank you. It's great to be with you all and with our listeners again. What a joy to be together. Yes, uh, we were in Israel when the war broke out and uh, we were trapped there for some time. We couldn't find a carrier to bring us home. We event- eventually made it home. And so we saw firsthand what was happening and the trauma to the nation. Um <clears throat> At present, I think we should understand for our listeners that this conflict has five elements and it's important that we understand them. First of all, it has a regional element. That is, Israel is locked in a a conflict with Iranian uh, proxies, really with Iran, to be honest. And that conflict uh, involves now the Houthis. Just as we uh, speak now, the Houthis have just launched missiles against a lot the southern part of Israel, on the Gulf of Eilat. And uh, so she's involved with Hamas, which is the Gaza struggle that is going on at present, and Hezbollah in the north. The conflict is, as of now and as of today and yesterday, is spreading out in the north. It's escalating dramatically in the north, and that is that Israel is pushing Hezbollah back. She's not waiting, in order to place her northern cities and villages out of the range of their missiles or of a proposed or possible ground attack. So there's been a massive artillery and uh, air bombardment bombardment of strategic areas where Hezbollah is presently encamped, in, 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 in and they too have a massive. Underground tunnel system that's been built with Iranian technology and help. So that that struggle, that part of the conflict, is is widening out as we talk. Mm-hmm. The struggle in the south with Hamas uh, continues quite a pace. I can tell you that, and our listeners need to know that thus far, Israel has uncovered five hundred miles of tunnels. Wow. I'm not kidding. That's, that's, that's the truth. 500 miles of underground tunnels in the region. And uh, the real trauma that's going on, they finding more and more hostages have been brutally murdered. And now they're desperately looking for a little boy who turned one yesterday. Mm. And, of course, the brutality and the barbarity that's gone on, they sell their heads of Israeli soldiers and or hostages if they die. They sell them in the Gaza Strip for over $1,000 each to the highest bidder. They regard that as a trophy that they've beheaded a Jew. So ultimately, we find that this regional struggle continues and Israel has to win it. It must win it. It must demilitarize Gaza and it must defeat Hamas and it must defeat Hezbollah. So the struggle has not gone away. If anything, it's intensified. It's at a regional level. And this is dragging in the USA now, in the Gulf uh, um, <clears throat> the Gulf region, with the Houthis sending ballistic missiles aimed at a lot. And uh, we'll see how all this works out. But certainly, it's a very dangerous part of the world today. And having family there, of course, it makes it more dangerous for us because we love them, we concern for them, we pray for them, and they are believers and strong believers. And uh, so we thank God for that. The struggle has also become international, yeah. uh, meaning that we see the rapid growth of anti Semitism through the world. In the USA alone, anti Semitism has now increased by over 500%. Can you believe that? The Jews in the United States of America are not any longer free to walk the streets of many of our cities. They will be assaulted. They will be attacked. And some of them have been killed already. Jewish institutions, schools, and synagogues have been defaced routinely in the USA. So this is a major concern, not only here, but throughout the world. And of course, the the struggle has become psychological for the Jewish people. You can only imagine the trauma that this people who gave us Jesus of Nazareth, the gift of the word of God, and so many wonderful prophets and apostles, the gift, the the intimidation and the trauma to their lives is palpable. And uh, having been there, these are a broken hearted people. Their history is one of murder and hatred. They come out of the Holocaust in the nations to get home to a nation where they could defend themselves. And now once again, even in their own nation, they are under a brutal assault that is aimed at their extermination, and Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran and all of them have said it openly. We don't have to speculate about that. The end goal of this conflict is the extermination of the Jewish people. Yeah, Yeah. It's also become a legal battle now with the South African government launching this legal challenge against Israel, accusing her of genocide. Can you believe that? I mean, after they suffered a terrible genocide in the south of Israel, you know, the world community just ignores. They failed to condemn it, and the brutality is unbelievable, what happened down in the south of Israel. The, the, it was a mass rape situation. They, they gunned the young girls down in their legs to yeah. immobilize them. They raped them, and then they strangled them.
2: Yeah, they, it's, they, it's been a
0: horrible
2: Horrible thing, Malcolm, and I know when you were here a couple of months ago, you were telling us about that, and you had seen that firsthand, and we're going to continue this update and what's happening in Israel with our friend and pastor Malcolm Heading, and just looking at what anti-Semitism is and how it's on the increase, was having this conversation with a friend just this week, and her question was, why? Why is that happening? I don't understand, and so it was a it was a good conversation but we want to look at the word and see this is not surprising necessarily. Talking to Pastor Malcolm Heading about the latest that's going on in Israel. You have a family member fighting in the IDF. You also were there when the whole thing broke out uh, several months ago. Now, I want to talk about or ask you about something. Addressing a conversation I had earlier this week, a friend of mine and I were talking, and she said, I just don't understand if anti-Semitism is on the rise. First of all, she said, I don't understand anti-Semitism. Why? why would people hate the Jews? And then the second question, why is it increasing? So Malcolm, address that for me.
0: Yeah, well, at the root of anti-Semitism is a spiritual disease. They call it the oldest hatred, uh, that through the centuries, people have asked the same question. What is it that is inherent in people that makes them want to strike out against the Jewish people? And uh, the problem with that is, is, uh, is the fallen nature of humanity. And the Bible says that uh, when we were once unsaved or didn't know Jesus as our savior, we all walked according to the prince of the power of the air. And so there is something dark and demonic uh, that uh, covers the earth. The Bible even says it because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one uh, that stirs up people to hate the Jewish people. And to strike out against them because they carry in their historical journey God's plan of world redemption. And so from the very beginning of this initiative in Abraham, there's been an attempt by the powers of darkness time and time again to liquidate or or exterminate the Jewish people because God linked his plan of world redemption to the historical journey of this people. And so if you destroy this people, you destroy God's initiative and you make him out to be a liar and incapable of keeping his word. So anti-Semitism has a deep, dark spiritual origin and uh, we see it increasing throughout the world. And we should not be surprised because the Bible actually teaches us that. It teaches us in Revelation 12, about the call the destiny and the conclusion of Israel's journey and uh, where the john sees her as a as a woman clothed with the sun the moon and the stars goes back to joseph in genesis 37 and the, the devil stands before her to do what to exterminate her and to murder the child that'll come from her that is destined to save the world and rule it with a rod of iron and even after the child is uh, taken up into heaven by the ascension, which is Jesus, the Bible says the the devil is enraged with the woman and continues to seek to destroy her and to exterminate her. Why? Because her journey is not complete, and the modern-day restoration of Israel is the preparation uh, ground, the platform that will provide and make it possible for Jesus to come back to the planet. That's why he said on, on, um, on his uh, Olivet Discourse just before it from the Mount of Olives, he said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed art thou who comes in the name of the Lord, speaking of Jerusalem and the Jewish people. And so the, the Jewish people must survive because Jesus returns to the city of Jerusalem as he went at their invitation. And the devil knows that. And so you're going to see this conflict from a spiritual point of view, escalate like you've never seen it before. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse, and we need to know that. And that's why the church needs to be praying for Israel and for her survival as never before. This is the urgent call that goes out to the church in this day. And this is Revelation that I'm talking about, a book that was written after the temple was destroyed in AD 70. Wow. This book says the Jewish people still have this purpose and this uh, historical journey.
1: Well, we are just getting rolling on this conversation with Malcolm Heading. There is still much more to come. Maybe you've got a question or comment. Feel free to text that in this morning, 800 555 7898. That's 800 555 7898. want to come back and talk a little bit more about that battle that Israel finds themselves in, even legally. Other world countries suing Israel? That's ahead. Pastor Nather Malcolm heading with us as we talk about what is happening in the nation of Israel and how that is playing out, even on an international stage. Malcolm, as we've talked about the fact that anti-Semitism is on the rise, we can think of just, you know, individuals with a hatred towards Israel, but we're actually seeing nations, other countries. Who are lashing out in legal battles against Israel? You mentioned South Africa as one. What's going on here?
0: Well, what <clears throat> what happened with South Africa is uh, uh, over the years so that the new South African government, unfortunately, has uh, uh, allied itself with all the tyrants and the totalitarian dictatorships of the world, and uh, and and that includes Iran. They very closely allied with Iran. And so they, I believe, and the reports are clear about it, at at Iran's urging, have launched a a charge against Israel of genocide at the International Court of Justice in The Hague, in the Netherlands. And this is just unthinkable, and it's also rank hypocrisy. We We have a nation here where immediately after the attack against Israelis on the 7th of October, the most brutal, barbaric attack, The day after, almost, the South African government invited Hamas leaders to come and visit them and see them. And so there's no doubt that they were involved with this from the very beginning. And secondly, they recently, at that same time, invited a warlord from Somalia, an Islamic warlord, who was partly responsible for the murder of 200,000 people in Darfur, in Sudan, some uh, some two decades ago and so they've aligned themselves with radical islam and with the with the initiative to, to dismantle the jewish state and they do it under the guise that it's an apartheid state you see hmm. and uh, so south africa's launched this challenge israel has of course met it and uh, and and everything else but will israel get a fair hearing in the International Court of Justice, and I think not. But thankfully, some of the major Western powers, including the USA, Germany, the United Kingdom, have have stated their absolute abhorrence that this initiative has been taken place uh, by the South African government. And so we see that uh, the attack against Israel is regional, international, psychological, and legal. This is lawfare whereby there's an assault against the nation at every level. And and of course it comes down to a final area, which is demonic. It's a demonic attack, really, against the people of Israel and an attempt to exterminate them. And we should think about that, especially in light of the Holocaust. Why did that happen? They were non-combatants. We asked the question, what about anti-Semitism? Well they weren't fighting anybody in the Second World War, but six million of them were murdered. <laughs> And the powers of darkness knew that there was a coming restoration of Israel and they had to stop it at all costs, as they did in Babylon with Haman and as they did in Egypt with Pharaoh. And so there's this there's this demonic rage against the nation of Israel and people are swept up into it at different levels. You see them on the streets of our cities and a lot of the protests are violent and uh, and, uh, you know, they'll do anything. They'll burn the place down. And it's all aimed at uh, somehow attacking the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And the Bible warns about this. We should not be surprised. And I wonder how much of the church is rising up to speak out about it. And also most important to pray for Israel is never before. They need a lot of prayer. I mean, I have a grandson who's in the IDF. He's Christian. He's committed Christian, strong Christian, Christian. And, and uh, the things, you know, that, that he tells us, you, you just won't believe. You just cannot believe it. And it's just like the Holocaust. People could not believe the things that the Germans did to the Jewish people, but they did.
2: Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it, That's yeah. why we are here, all of us. This is not a game. It's a real urgent spiritual call to the church to gather around Israel and do for her what she cannot do. That is pray for her, intercede for her and help her.
2: Yeah. Malcolm, as we look at at scripture, we know that there is hope. And I was even in Matthew this morning where Jesus is saying, hey, it's bad. It's going to get worse. And we know that these things are going to continue to happen until the Lord brings resolution. But we still have hope. And I know we have to take a break here in a moment. But as we look at what's going on and how discouraging it could be, talk for just a minute about the hope that we have in Christ.
0: Yes, of course. We, we do have hope because because God himself has bound himself by his word and character to the survival of the Jewish people. And, and that's always been true. And that will happen now. They, they, there is hope. And we thank God for it the blessed hope of Jesus. He's coming. The reality of his uh, presence in our lives, uh, just eternal life, the joy of serving him and being free then. Uh, to, to do his will in the world is amazing. So of course we have the most remarkable hope and this is no time for us to get depressed as Christians. It is time to arise and to shine as never before. I believe that.
2: Amen. Amen. Brother Malcolm Heading with us today talking about an update on Israel. And I just love to hear him share the hope and the truth of the gospel. It is exciting as we step back and look at this from a spiritual perspective and all that God has accomplished and will. So as we think about what's happening in Israel, as we look at the scriptures and learn what we can from what God has told us about the significance of this nation and this people, we see that the New Testament church has a response to give. Malcolm Heading, what have you seen the church responding to and what do we need to be doing if it's different? Mm.
0: Well, number one, I'm involved with uh, actually webinars all over the world. And at eight o'clock, I'll be joining another global webinar. And these are webinars of prayer and intercession. So there are vast segments of the church worldwide that Jesus has prepared for this hour. And this church is rising up and it is doing for Israel what she cannot do. And that is getting into a place of intercession And to pray that God would help her and that she would defeat her enemies and that uh, the attempt once again to exterminate her will have redemptive uh, outcomes. And that's been the history of Israel uh, through the centuries. The first exile uh, resulted in an attempt to uh, exterminate her. But she came back and and the, the Commonwealth of Israel was established again, which paved the way for the coming of Jesus of Nazareth. And then she was dispersed again, and she came back again after the Holocaust, another attempt to exterminate her. And, of course, we had the remarkable restoration of the nation of Israel after 2,000 years. And so all of these things, though the powers of darkness seek to use them to destroy her, they bring forth the plan of God and the church is to pray into that to help Israel. And believe me, there is a redemptive quality that's going to come out of this conflict. And, and, and I believe that the nation of Israel will be moved closer and closer to that day when she will recognize Jesus messianic credentials. And when she does, the Bible says that he will come again. And so The church needs to pick up her responsibilities to Israel. Jesus said salvation is of the Jews, plural, meaning that the nation is the vehicle of world redemption. She carries in her journey the purpose of God for the sake of all the Gentile nations. And if only the Gentile nations knew, and mainly if only the church knew that she is really Uh, standing on a Jewish foundation, as Paul says in Romans 11, this whole Jewish tree supports us. We don't support it. And this is the understanding that the church has to come to in this crucial hour whereby God is needing the church to get into the battle on behalf of Israel. And that, of course, is reflected in Isaiah chapter 62, where he says, I've put you on the walls of Jerusalem And you are to pray day and night and give him no rest, that is, hold his word before him and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. And that's the struggle the church has to get involved with. And that's the struggle that Daniel got involved with. He saw in the book of Jeremiah that, that the exile would be 70 years. And he held that before God in Daniel chapter 9. And he said, you said this, you have to do it. I'm not going to give you any rest until you establish Jerusalem as a praise. And we have the story how they went back and rebuilt the city and, uh, and established a pathway For Jesus of Nazareth to come. Mm. That, my friends, is the principle of what the church should pick up at this time. And thank God, many are.
1: Yeah. Malcolm, in the last 60 seconds that we have, we've been talking about the importance of praying for Israel. Would you lead us in a prayer for Israel this morning?
0: Yes, absolutely. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time of sharing together. We pray today for the nation of Israel that's caught in this struggle. We come before you again, Father, and we ask you to bring down this vast, dark principality of Hamas, that it may be destroyed in the heavenlies, that Israel may be delivered on earth from this evil, wicked principality, just as she was delivered from the principality of Nazism. We come before you, Father. We hold your word before you. We ask you to do a wonderful work of deliverance, but also to bring salvation to your dear people, the Jewish people who have blessed us with such a wonderful Messiah. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Malcolm Heading, thank you for joining us this morning. Pastor, author, you can connect with him online at malcolmheading.com.